Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Tonight, I want to talk to you for a few minutes from the subject, you have the advantage. You have the advantage. Now, now on Sunday, we talked about Acts chapter 2, and Peter's preaching this amazing sermon And he dropped some zingers in this sermon, some theological, uh, just amazing uh, thoughts and deep things about how Christ, what Christ has done for us and how that work affects us and what God's doing on the earth. And one of the things he says that's really powerful and also so encouraging for us uh, is he says this in verse 38. He says, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit This is a promise to you, to your children, and to those who are far away, to all of those who have been called by the Lord our God. And I want to talk to you just a few minutes about the Holy Spirit, because in this scripture, we're going to look at this scripture, and then we're going to look at a scripture in John chapter 16. And these two scriptures together help us understand just a little bit of what God's doing on the earth when it comes to the work of the Holy Spirit and our need for the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, first of all, you need to be. But you need to understand that the Holy Spirit filling you is part of God's plan. It's got part of God's plan for every single person. It's what God intended. And it's not only part of God's plan, but he's promised it for you. How many of you thankful our God is a God who promises and then keeps his promises and that he has things that he's promised for you. And if he promised you, it's going to happen in Jesus name. Amen. He promised it. And it's because he has a purpose and that purpose includes you. So I want you to think about with this in mind, we're going to go to John chapter 16. This is Jesus talking. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, I want you to first think about this. What is God's plan on the earth? God's plan is that all the earth would know there is a God who loves them. That there is, he sent his son to die for them. That there is a way for them to be right with God. And how is he going to do that? He's going to do that through you and through me. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, have you ever thought, man, it would be so great. I think, honestly, I think it would be better if Jesus, if you were here in the flesh right now, so I could just be with you. I think that would be the best. And I think the disciples have to be thinking this when Jesus is talking. Jesus, Jesus is saying, I'm going to have to go. And the disciples are thinking, no, 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 Jesus. That's not the best way for this to go down. It's better if you're with us because when you're with us, it's awesome. Like, you know, you're feeding 5,000 people and blind eyes are being opened and lives are being changed. And man, we're, we're with you, Jesus. It's the best. And Jesus says, you know what? It's better if I go. Have you ever just wished like, oh, I wish Jesus could be right here with me right now. That's not a bad thought, but Jesus is telling you, hey, I have something better for you. In fact, it's to your advantage that Jesus is up in heaven right now. 
And I say that with some authority because that's what Jesus said. He said, nevertheless, I tell you, it's to your advantage that I go away. It's better that I go. Now that would not be true if it weren't for another truth. Jesus says, it's better that I go because if I don't go, you don't get the helper. The, the word helper is paraclete. It's a, it's a legal term, it's counselor. It's somebody that's right there with you, advocating for you, coming behind you, pushing you along, helping you know what to do. The helper is the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus is saying, if I go, I'm gonna send the helper and that's gonna be to your advantage. You know, how many of you know you can be put in situations where you're like, man, this seems like too complicated for me. It's too much. I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer this person. I don't, I don't know, uh, man, they, they're just a bigger personality to me, or, or I don't know. And when, especially when it comes to like, man, Lord, I feel like you're calling me to reach people, or I feel like you're calling me to make a difference here. I feel like, God, this is a big situation that I don't know what to do in. That's why you need the helper. And Jesus said, the helper is better. It's to your advantage that he's pouring out the Holy Spirit. Because if the Holy Spirit comes, you're gonna have the advantage. You may be inadequate on your own, but when you're full of the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden you're in the advantage category. You may not know how to solve a situation, but when you have the Holy Spirit, that's when you get supernatural insight. You just call the word. When you're like, I just know this from the Holy Spirit. That you have supernatural power. We talk about dunamis. Jesus said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's, that's dunamis. It's, the, it's God's wonder-working, active power on your life. And you and I need that, but the great thing is Jesus did go to the Father. He's at the right hand of the Father. And so he did send the Holy Spirit. And so you are able to receive the Holy Spirit. You have the advantage because Jesus said, I will go into the Father so I can pour out my spirit on you. And that's what he promised. We're gonna go back to Acts chapter two. He said, he said this, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Luke, it says this, it says, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes upon you and fills you with power from heaven. You know, I think it's interesting when it comes to the promise of the Holy Spirit, and this is really important for you to understand. Uh, when God promises something, he always keeps his promises. But with any gift from God, there's an element to that where we have a responsibility to say, God, I believe what you said. God, and I want what you said I can have. And God, I'm willing to wait and seek you till you give it to me. You know, too often people are too content saying, well, if God wants to do it, he'll do it. Or, man, I just don't see a lot of power on my life and I guess that's God's will for me. No, Jesus said, I have a promise for everybody, but you're gonna have to wait for it. You're gonna have to seek for it. And I will give it to you. And I just wanna encourage you, but challenge you, if you're content where you're at, if you're content there's not, really a, there's not really any power to your walk with the Lord. That's not God's heart for you. 
God has power available to you. God has grace available to you. God has anointing available to you, but you're going to have to wait for it. And you're going to have to believe that God, if you promised it, you're going to do it. And I, the promise of God is what gets you out of your seat and into the altar. And the promise of God is what causes you to wait. But the promise of God also lets you know this, that God will fill you with the Holy Spirit. You just have to say, God, I want that. God, I'm not content to live a powerless Christian life. I'm not content to live a Christian life that's not full of boldness. I'm not content, God, to not be bold enough to talk to my neighbor. I'm not content, God, to let my workplace be a place where nothing's happening because there's a powerless Christian living here. God, I want what you have. And God, I see a disparity between where I'm at and what the New Testament says. And so, God, I'm willing to wait, but I'm asking that you would come. And I want to encourage you, that means getting in the altar over and over again. That means seeking God at your house until you're filled. Seeking God when you're in your car on your way to work. Taking time out of your day to say, God, I'm just going to seek you and I'm going to ask God that you would work in my life. God, I, your word says, God, that signs and wonders follow those who believe, God, and there's no, none of that happening in my life, so that means I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit at one time in your life, that's wonderful, but if you don't have any power in your life right now, it means you need to be filled again. You need that. But the wonderful thing is God's promised it to you. God's, it's right there waiting for you. So let the expectation of faith rise in your heart. God, if I seek you, you're going to do it. And I need it. I need a touch from you, Lord. I need your power, Lord. I need your power and your presence to fill me, Lord. God, that's what we need. That's what we want, God. God, we don't, we don't want anything else, God. Lord, I, we pray, God. I pray over your people right now that you'd fill them with the Holy Spirit. God, we don't want to come, God, with words, God, or Lord, just God. Lord, living, God, Lord, uh, just the living out the Christian life with no power. God, we want to come with the demonstration of the Spirit's power. And God, your word says, oh, over and over again. Lord Jesus said, God, that you're going to send the Holy Spirit and that's power for your people. So God, I pray for those here tonight who have no power on their life, but God, they're, they're saying, God, I believe it, God, and I need it. God, I pray that you'd fill them with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. I pray they wouldn't leave tonight until they're full of the Holy Spirit. God, move in this place, Holy Spirit. Move in those watching online, Holy Spirit. That's what we want is a touch from you in Jesus' Jesus name do it Lord amen amen you know it's it's so important that we're full of the Holy Spirit because we're God's plan for reaching humanity you and me so if you're like as we're praying just now if you're like God I need that that's a good thing because you're God's plan and you can't say, well, God, I'm not a good plan. <laughs> God, there are, there's better plans than me, God. I'm not, I, whatever reason you would think that's, that's a bad idea, that's, don't let that get in the way. Don't say, you know, I, God, I've, I've, I've tried to, to be a light or I've tried to pray for somebody or I've tried this or that. Don't let that get in the way. You are God's plan. God said, you know what Jesus said? I'm going to leave, then I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? That's going to bring my kingdom power to the earth. And when you're full of the Holy Spirit, 
it, it, God uses you to bring His presence everywhere you go. So when you walk in the grocery store, you're bringing the Holy Spirit. When you walk into your work, you're bringing the Holy Spirit. And that means that God's going to speak to you. Hey, you need to pray for this person. Or, hey, you, I, I want you to talk to this person. And you're going to have the boldness to do that. But what happens when you do that is that the, God uses those moments where the Holy Spirit's there to convict people. And when I say convict, I don't mean like he's just telling them everything bad that they're doing. He's convicting them that there is a God in heaven who sees exactly where they're at and they're far from him and they don't believe in him. And it, it really puts God front and center in their windshield and says, hey, you need this. I love you. I'm here for you. I'll, I'll look at it in John 16. This is really cool. And when he comes, he will convict. This is the Holy Spirit, the helper, the paraclete. He'll convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe. So there you have it. So the Holy Spirit comes, he's working, and that convicts people. It shows people where they're at. It shows people where they're at. Now, I really want to encourage you because there's, sometimes you can think, well, it, I mean, I have, the, I, I have the Holy Spirit, and maybe you're not full of the Holy Spirit, but you're, we talked about this Sunday that at salvation, you, the Holy Spirit comes to live within you. And we gave a couple scriptures for that. But there's a second work of the Holy Spirit. And I'm reminding you of this because oftentimes we can use that as a, a reason not to seek for the second work of the Holy Spirit. That's the filling of the Holy Spirit. The disciples believed Jesus was Lord, yet they needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit to have the power that they needed to operate the way Jesus intended for them to operate. You need the Holy Spirit. And so this isn't us going in and be like, I, you know, I'm just my presence convicts people of sin. No, when God's, you're full of the Holy Spirit, God's working in you. And that brings a conviction to the lives of people that, hey, you know what? It's like God saying, hello, I see you. I think of this story. This is really cool. The other week, uh, Juan Marty, he's one of our youth pastors. He, somebody gave him, uh, yes, woo for Juan Marty. Yes, thank you. Uh, somebody gave him a hundred dollars and I know Juan Marty blessing. Hello. So he stuck it in his wallet and he felt, he said, I felt like the Lord had somebody's name on that money. So I just kept it and carried it with me. And he was at a gas station and he was pumping his gas and he heard somebody on the other side of the pump go, well, that's it. That's our last $30. There we go. I don't know what we're going to do, but that's, that's the last money we had. And he was thinking, he was thinking, this might be the moment. And so you know what he did? He popped his head around the corner. And if you know Juan, he's kind of a big guy and he has a big beard. And I think he said he really scared the person. He was like, hey, you know. <laughs> I would say that's kind of a private conversation too. It's like, hey, it's our last $30. And you're like, hey, did you just say you were out of money? You know, it's like, <laughs> but, but he went, he said, you know what? I, I have this money that I felt like, um, was for somebody and I think I'm supposed to give it to you and so he gave him uh the hundred dollars and the lady said this she said um she said I don't believe in God she's like but I was on I think she was on a city bus the other day she's like I was on the bus and I said God I'm always helping people and I don't, you know she doesn't believe in God but she was praying in that moment so I know I could feel you guys were like I thought she said but she said, I don't believe in God, but I, 
I prayed this prayer. God, I don't, I, if you're out there, I don't, I'm always helping people and I, I just pray that somebody would help me. And so Juan, was, Juan took that opportunity and said, hey, can I pray with you? And uh, started praying for her. Uh, interesting part of the story, uh, he said that, he's like, it must have been somebody who known her or like some sort of drug dealer situation, I don't know, but this person starts, pulls up in the gas station, starts honking as he's praying for her. And like, and he said, I, I was praying, but I had my eyes open and I was looking at him I'm like, in Jesus name, you're gonna do it, in Jesus name. It was awesome. Uh, but I tell you that story to say this, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, God's gonna drop things in your heart and somebody who does not know the Lord is gonna be like, Man, I don't even believe in God, but there's some power attached to this. Like there's, there's you, how could you know that? Or, or you pray and they, they are healed. And then they're like, they have to face the fact that like, this is not some like mind over matter thing. God is in this place. And what do I do with that? You know, there's a story in the gospels where uh, Jesus is at the side of the lake and the disciples have fished all night and he, he's, you know, asking if they caught anything and it's, you know, you might know the story. He's like, well, why don't you, you know, put your nets down again? And, and they're like, Lord, we fished all night. And Jesus is like, you know, just put your net down. And so they decide they're going to do it. They're going to put their nets down. And the catch was so big, it was weighing the boat down. And Peter's response tells you a little how this works. He goes, he gets down on his knees and says, Lord, go away from me. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinful man, God. Like, it was a moment where, you know, why does fish do that? Well, it's because he fished all night and he knew that there was probably no fish in there. And then he catches all these fish and he's like, God, this is God and God is getting close to me. And when God gets close to you, it makes you aware. It makes you aware of your sinfulness. It makes you aware of his righteousness. It makes you, it, it brings an accountability into play that is like, God, I'm not right. And so I can't be by you. And that's, but you know what the Holy Spirit's doing? He's not pushing somebody away, he's drawing them in. But that is what happens when you're full of the Holy Spirit. You cannot create that. No argument can do what the power of the Holy Spirit can do. Sometimes we think if we just have the right thing to say, or we think, oh man, if this really great person walked into the room, that would just change them. No, if the Holy Spirit walks in through you, you don't need anybody else. You have the advantage if the Holy Spirit's on you, but you have to be full of the Holy Spirit.